You're listening to the First Baptist Rockdale Sunday Sermons Podcast. First Baptist Rockdale is a church dedicated to making disciples who make disciples. We hope you enjoy this week's message. If you've ever been in a hotel, you may have seen one of these. It's a Bible, and it's probably placed there by Gideon. And a lot of times we wonder, well, what happens to those? You know, do they really do any good? Well, for a big part, <clears throat> we don't know. <clears throat> but we do know Isaiah 55, 11 tells us that God's word will not return void, but accomplish that for which he purposes. And we also know from many testimonies that we've uh, received that it's put a lot of people on the road to their uh, salvation. It's even prevented a few suicides. Such was a case with a man named Bill that checked into a quality inns and suites uh, in June of 19, 2016. And life had dealt Bill some pretty hard blows. His wife of 24 years had left him. She revealed that she'd had several affairs during that time. And three of his four kids were having troubles with drugs and, and the like. And on top of that, Bill found out about a week before he took this trip, business trip, that his job was going to be eliminated because his company was consolidating with another company and he had about four weeks left of employment. So when Bill checked into his room, he had every intention, every intention uh, of committing suicide, taking his life. And so often that happens in hotels, unfortunately. But uh, Bill got in his room, he opened his suitcase, and he had his pistol there. And he sat down in a chair, turned on the TV, turned it up as loud as it would go. He was planning on taking his life. But he thought, you know, I ought to write an apology note or something. So he opened a drawer. Uh, to get a piece of paper and a pen, and there was one of these. So Bill took the Bible out, he turned the TV down, he started reading. He read Matthew, Mark, and then he read John. And uh, Bill hadn't been to church, he said, since he was uh, went to VBS as a child. He wasn't married in a church. But God touched his heart through that word. You know, the word is powerful. It's, uh, and it, it did touch uh, Bill's heart, and. He gave his life to Christ that time, that night. And life changed for Bill. Uh, he goes to church now uh, on a regular basis. He reads the Bible every day. He never did reconcile with his wife, but he is working on his relationship with his children. And Bill went back to that uh, hotel, that Quality Inns and Suite. It was in Cleveland. And uh, told them his story. And he said, I'm sure glad you let the Gideons put that Bible there. And it just so happens the Gideons had been in that hotel uh, in April of that same year, and this was in June when he did this. Another case is from Carrie Christie. She uh, was a girl that, uh, a young teenager, and her mother, she was from a good family. Her mother liked artwork, her dad had a good job. They frequently had people over uh, to share a meal with, but they didn't have anything to do with God. She had never even seen a Bible. But when she was a young teenager, she started going with her mother to some art shows. And she, <clears throat> at one of the art shows, <clears throat> like teenagers typically do, uh, she got bored and she asked her mom if she could stay in the room. Her mother said, sure, fine. So Carrie stayed in the room and uh, wouldn't you know it, she came across one of these, except she didn't even know what Holy Bible was. So uh, she sat down and she started reading. <clears throat> and she started in Genesis. And she thought, wow, what a story. Uh, she knew she couldn't finish it before her mother came back. 
So she figured, well, I'll, I'll just steal that Bible. But you don't steal a Gideon Bible. But she didn't know that. And she didn't want her mother to see it. So she hid it in her luggage, and she took it home. And in the years that followed, Carrie would, uh, she had it hidden in her room, and she'd read it a lot of times at night under the covers with a flashlight. When Carrie got old enough to go to college, she thought, well, finally, I can take that Bible, and I don't want to have to worry about mother seeing that stolen Bible. <clears throat> but her mother was always right there like a good mother, helping her um, pack and get her stuff together. So she wasn't able to take her Bible. But you know, God has the way of putting the right person at the right place at the right time. And when Carrie got to college, she met a, a girl that she became good friends with, and this girl was a strong Christian. And she witnessed to Carrie, and she explained some of those things that Carrie had been reading in the Bible. And Carrie became a Christian. And shortly before uh, Carrie's mother passed away, she was talking to her mother one day and said, you know, we didn't even have a Bible in our house. And her mother said, oh, yes, we did. And Carrie said, I, I never saw it. Where, where was it? She told her where it was, and it was that hidden, hidden Gideon Bible. Well, uh, the Gideons have changed a lot through the years. Uh, since 1899, that's when they started. Uh, there was only 42 states then. Streetlights were just starting to show up, and a newspaper cost a penny. And John uh, Nicholson, Samuel Hill, and William Knights were like-minded people. They traveled, and uh, they saw a need for uh, accountability and getting the gospel to a lot of the men that filled the hotels during the week. And in that day and time, traveling salesmen were very, uh, there was a lot of them, and they filled the hotels at night. And they had a reputation for cigar smoking and drinking. So uh, the three of those men got together and they decided, uh, they met in May in uh, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, and they decided in uh, June, they, July, they would have a meeting. And they, in the meantime, they invited everybody they knew that they thought might be interested in such a ministry. And uh, when they had their meeting, no one showed up, just the three of them. So they decided, well, we'll try again in September. So they tried again in September, and this time, uh, four other men showed up, and that's when the ministry got started. They appointed uh, Samuel to be their president. And by the end of the first year, their membership had grown to about 600. And by 1903, it had grown to over 3,000. And in 1908, they started putting Bibles in hotel rooms. Now today, we're supported by our wives that make up our ladies' auxiliary. And today there's about 250,000 Gideon and Auxiliary members that live and work in approximately 200 countries and territories around the, around the world. Uh, the scriptures are printed in over 100 different languages <clears throat> and they distribute probably about 60 million uh, scriptures a year. Of course, this past year I'm sure uh, was a slow year for them. And of those 200 or so countries and territories, only about 10% of those are what we call self-supporting. That means they can raise the funds they need uh, to distribute, to purchase and distribute the Bibles in their area. And the U.S. is one of those that's fortunate to do that. And you know, in this country, you don't have to drive very far uh, to see a church. And we have lots of Christians and lots of people know that uh, it is our responsibility to get the good word out. <clears throat> so we're fortunate. But India is one of those that's uh, not so fortunate. And India is a huge country. 
there's, they have a population of about 1.27 billion people. In contrast to that, the United States has about 331 million. And in India, about 80% of the people are Hindu, about 12% are Muslim, and there's about 7% Christians. You know, uh, India was a uh, colony of uh, Great Britain, and they did do some evangelizing there, so there is a segment of Christians there. <clears throat> so they, but they, they have a huge job there. There's a lot of people, and they just don't have the Christian support that we have. Vietnam is another one of those. Now, Vietnam's changed a lot since those of us that can remember in the 70s. You know, there was a North and South Vietnam. There was a Saigon. Saigon is now Ho Chi Minh City, and there is no North and South Vietnam anymore. They have 97 million people. And about 81% of those people have no God. About 5% are Buddhist, and about 6% are Catholic. And there's maybe 1% that are Protestant. So those are two examples of, uh, of the countries, the 90% of the countries where the Gideons are that aren't able to uh, support themselves. In one way, the Gideons uh, help that situation, or the way they deal with this, is that the Gideons have an international office in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and in our camp, like I'm from a Waco Northwest camp, Gideons are divided into camps, and it's usually by geographic areas. <clears throat> Whenever we, uh, people give money to the Gideons in our camp, uh, we send it to uh, Nashville, and we have a, what we call a scripture account. And that way, when we need hotel Bibles, whatever it might be, uh, we call and say we need a box of hotel Bibles or a hundred, however many we need, and they send us those Bibles and they deduct it from our scripture account. And the money that we receive, we get 35% of it, and that goes to our scripture account. 65% goes to these other countries. And the Gideons, uh, our management in uh, Nashville are the ones that determine how, that's, how to go. And uh, the Gideon year ends uh, at, the, at the end of this month. So what will happen, our scripture account that we have uh, in Nashville at the end of this month is gonna be wiped clean because the Gideons will take whatever's in our scripture account and distribute it to as much as they can to the countries that uh, need it uh, or get the scriptures to them. <clears throat> now, there is provisions made in case we don't have enough money to get the scriptures we need in our areas and our camp Usually, we kind of look ahead uh, three or four months and say, well, this is where we're going to distribute. So before the end of May, we try to order our Bibles while we still have money in our scripture account. And since I've been a Gideon for about 10 years, uh, we've never had a problem. So uh, that's kind of how the Gideons handle that. As Pastor said, the sole mission of the Gideons is and always has been to get the good word of uh, the gospel out so that more people can be saved. And we do that by distributing Bibles in what we call the pathways of life. Uh, places like schools, hospitals, first responders, hotels, and the like. Gideons are seed planters. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, you can't have any results if you don't have a seed, and God's word is the seed. And we pray that uh, every Bible that we give out, and the Gideons are, are pretty adamant about hand giving the Bibles out, uh, will fall on fertile ground. 
And we, like I say, we don't know what happened to all those hotel Bibles. We don't know what happens when we go to a college or something and hand out Bibles. We don't know what happens, but God does, and we know his word is powerful. Uh, so <clears throat> here, in the, <clears throat> here in the United States, <clears throat> and probably a lot of the other world, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, some of our priorities on distributing are college students, high school seniors, and uh, fifth graders. And in 1950, it was estimated that about 65% of the children in schools were introduced to the gospel by church. Fast forward 60 years to 2010, and that percentage had dropped to 4%. <clears throat> now, Otis Townsend was a fifth grader, and he got one. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and Otis was <clears throat> a real excited boy. He lived in, uh, in Mississippi with his parents. Uh, his mother was Willa, <clears throat> and Willa was a good mother. She was very thankful for her family. Her husband had a good job. <clears throat> they had a nice home. <clears throat> they had two automobiles, and she had six sons. So Otis was, uh, was very excited, and Willa said she'll always remember that day Otis came running home, and he had one of those little scriptures that uh, the Gideons give out, and they said, Mama, Mama, Mr. Gideon was at school today, and look what he gave us, and he, he had one of these little Bibles. Now, Otis didn't really know what that was, but he knew it was little. He could put it in his pocket, and uh, he was real excited about it. <clears throat> now, Otis uh, and his brothers a lot of times would go to a movie on Saturday, and there was a man that hung out at the movies uh, when the movie turned out, and he used to be the town drunk, but he got saved, and uh, thank you, Pastor. Uh, he got saved, and... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, he would ask the he would invite the kids to go to Sunday school and church. Well, Otis being excited and uh, always wanting to try something new, he was ready to go. So when he got home, he said, "Mama, Mama, uh, I've been invited to go to church and Sunday school. Would you take me?" She said, "Yeah, I'll take you." She took her kids to a lot of things, all the things they had to go to or whatever, but she never took them to church. But so Otis was the first one that she took to church. And then I guess. Uh, after Otis had been going for a few weeks to church, uh, Willa took him every Sunday morning. Uh, they had uh, what they call Bible school, which is what, probably what we call a vacation Bible school. And uh, so he went every day, must have been during the summer. He came home one day and he had this little scripture open and there's a plan of salvation in the back. And he had his Bible open to Romans. He said, Mama, Mama, I got saved today. He said, let me show you how to get saved. And Willa, she didn't know what was going on, and she uh, said, well, Mama's busy right now, Otis. And so Otis was a little disappointed, but he wasn't the kind to give up. And Willa got worried. She thought, I wonder what they're teaching these kids. Maybe Otis is just not old enough to be going, going to this church. So she decided she wasn't going to take him anymore. So she figured on Sunday, Otis would be busy playing or doing something, and he'd forget all about it. Well, Sunday came around, and he was busy playing, and having a good time, but when it got time for church, he didn't forget about it. He came in and said, Mama, Mama, it's about time for church and Sunday school. Can you take me? And Will said, no, not today, Otis. Mom's busy. He said, that's okay. I'll run. I can make it. Well, that really got Willa worried. So she got herself ready, and she went to church to see what was going on. And as she was walking down the aisle in church, she glanced around behind her, and there was her older son. Otis was the second to the oldest. And he said, Mama, I'm already saved. We were just waiting on you. Well, uh, 
Otis was really happy, but he wasn't finished. He had his dad and four brothers to work on. Then probably not too long after this, one day the school called Willie and said, uh, Willie, you might ought to come pick Otis up. He's having stomach problems and we just don't know what it is. So she picked him up and she took him to Hattiesville and uh, come find out he had cancer in his intestines. And the doctor told Will and her husband that he could operate, but uh, if it came back, it wasn't gonna be good. Well, when Otis, Otis was in the hospital, he got operated on, and he was witnessing to everybody. He had his Bible, and it even embarrassed his mom and dad. But uh, Otis came through the surgery fine, was doing fine, but the cancer did come back. And Otis did go back in the hospital where he lived for 21 days. And on the day he died, uh, one of the physicians that was caring for Willa, for Otis, came out and said, Mrs. Townsend, I don't know if you know, but this boy touched me Christ-wise like no one ever has. So Willa and her husband went home that day, and Willa thought, you know, the Lord could have taken Otis any time, <clears throat> but he left him here long enough so that I was saved, my husband saved, and uh, the five brothers that were left were saved. And now today, even all our grandchildren are saved. So God's word is powerful. It, uh, it makes a big difference. Um, so you wonder, where will your local Gideons here in Rockdale go on their next uh, Bible distribution? Could be a high school baccalaureate, uh, high school graduation, might be to a hospital. Uh, since May is a time for graduations, uh, or they, sometimes the Gideons will go overseas. Now, when the Gideons go anyplace and do anything, they pay their own ways. Uh, Gideon pay, Gideons pay an annual membership dues to be members, and that's what helps pay for a lot of the overhead expense in Nashville. So uh, you want, might want to know how you can help. The number one way is through prayer. Pray for open doors. There's places right here in the United States and Texas where God's word is not welcome and pray for the funds to print and ship scriptures. Uh, a hotel Bible like this, like you see in the hotels, it's full Bible, 66 books, uh, cost about $5 each, and it has the potential to reach about 2,300 people over the course of six years. Now that's assuming it's not stolen, but Gideons usually go back on a yearly basis uh, to check and see if there's damaged ones or uh, if it's missing. And they have come across pistols in drawers so um, a little New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs. These, uh, these little Bibles have helps in the front, like if you're uh, angry or something, it tells you where to look. And in the back, it's got what we call uh, the plan of salvation. And uh, it's got a place where you can sign it. You know, there, there's been a lot of soldiers that got killed that uh, have, people have found this in their belongings and where they sign that, which is real comforting to people. But that, this little Bible cost about $1.20 each to print and ship. And um, like I say, the Bibles are printed in about 109 languages, actually. And the Gideons are very good stewards on where their printing is. Since they're in so many countries, it's not at any one place. They try to figure out what's, who has the best quality and where they can get the, the Bibles to the places that they need best. Another excellent way to help the Gideon is through what we call the Gideon card program. And I don't know if y'all might have a Gideon card rack or not, but this is an excellent way. Gideons have cards for many different occasions. Uh, one of them, uh, or two of the most popular are in memory of, 
or another one is in recognition of, like on a graduation or something. The card and the envelope are provided. <coughs> All you have to do is <coughs> put who it's in honor of and <coughs> how many Bibles you would like to give. And there's another card in here where you can send your donation to the Gideons. <coughs> uh, and Gideons are also, uh, since I've joined the Gideons, I know it's, it's really, you know, Christians like to be together with other strong Christians. And uh, there's been some really strong Christians that have really helped influence me. And very good people that are very good at witness, witnessing. And we have a little Bible, you know, the Gideons make these in all kind of different colors. You know, when the uh, Middle East wars came along, they started being in like desert, desert sand type camouflage. You know, I guess back during Vietnam, they were jungle type. Uh, but the, they have one that we use, that the Gideons use, that uh, used to be brown. Now it's kind of maroon. Uh, I don't know if that's from A&M or not. But anyway, uh, it's an excellent starter when you talk to people, you know, you can, and you witness to them. Uh, it's a real good thing you can give out. Uh, and of course, now, which I gave Pastor, uh, the Gideons have app cards, which so many people, especially young people, uh, use smartphones. And when we, one of our big distributions in our camp is McLennan Community College. We're in McLennan County, and they have a community college, and we're usually there two days because their classes alternate. And uh, nearly, I would say, 90% of the, of the uh, students, uh, I, I call it wired, they're honed in on something. <laughs> of course, I still like to give these out because that's something you can put in their hand. But if it, uh, and I think the new ones even have uh, a deal where you can scan that has the app in the Bible. So um, <clears throat> those, those are things that the Gideons do now. Uh, in closing, I'd like to say if anybody would have an interest in being part of the Gideon ministry, I'd be happy to talk with them uh, after the service. And Pastor, I sure thank you for letting the Gideons come. And congregation, thank you very much for uh, your attention. Thank you.